Hello, I'm Diana Green, the Bard of Hudson, and welcome to season two. More stories, more connections, more adventures. Happily divorced and parenting two amazing humans, I set out to discover why this life is worth living and what the heck I was meant to do with the time that was given to me. My hope is to remind you, inspire you, and connect with you here and in person. And to that end, please, please share, rate, and review wherever you're listening to the podcast and join my Patreon. You can find me at patreon.com slash dianathebard. In the end, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Good morning. Hello, my friends. Here we are, middle of January, middle of January, and we're having one of these really weird little snows, absolutely little snows, like they're big fat flakes that are blowing around. They're aimless and they don't know where to go. And the sun's shining at the same time. So it's a very strange weather morning. And here we are in the middle of January and we haven't really had any snow. We haven't even had cold. It's very strange. But maybe we'll get walloped in February. I don't know. So here we are. And I'm at my mom's, and in many ways, I have been experiencing nostalgia for good and for ill. (laughs) But I have had a week of unexpected nostalgia in a category that I would not have imagined. As I said, I've been trying to figure out my next big move, and two avenues have presented themselves. One is that I've been on a job search. I've been looking for tutoring work, etc., And I had this long path towards trying to get a job as a substitute teacher. I did that fingerprinting and all of that stuff. But when I got the manual back from this company that hires substitute teachers for a whole district full of schools, the manual was so full of language about being punished for doing various things and not being able to be on your cell phone at all during the day, including during your lunch hour, or you would be punished and all of these things. And I was like, wow, this is not where I want to go (laughs) with my next career. I wanted something that was more fun and rewarding in the way that teaching is rewarding for me but not accompanied by all of that administrative strong-arming, you know? So I gave up on that particular path, but I applied to another place where I'm going to be trying to tutor for SATs, and I realized I needed to study up on the SATs, so I actually bought one of those Barron's SAT books, and I've been studying for the SAT and taking practice tests for the SAT, which I have not done since 1978. That's so crazy. And even back then, I took the SAT one time, and I got a grade that made me happy, and I never took it again. That was it. And I don't think that I really studied heavily for it. I just was like, I'm just going to give it a try. So I've been studying for the SATs. (laughs) And the second avenue that I've been pursuing, and I don't think I mentioned this yet, was the idea of getting my master's degree. I have a bachelor's degree in journalism, and I have never gotten a master's degree. I've gotten many other degrees, an associate degree and a certificate in teaching, but those 
were never applied for in the same big way where you have to write a bunch of essays and fill out this huge application. So yesterday, I just put in my first application for a master's degree program, and I had opened the page yesterday just to begin the process, only to see that the deadline was yesterday by the end of the day. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so I spent the entire day yesterday doing a college application, essays and all kinds of stuff. It was crazy. And again, haven't done that really since 1978. So that was such fun and also harrowing. I had to do a personal essay, you know, what, what to say, why do I want to do this? Part of it is the bucket list. The advanced degree was something that I wanted for decades and never made the time to do. So maybe now is the time. And then the other part of it is that I'm just a lifelong learner and I love being in class. I love learning things. And so I thought I would be doing something so fruitful and so fulfilling and at the same time I'd be part of a student community but it would be a really strange grouping in a way because I would be certainly the oldest person by far in that group. So I'm interested to see if they will accept me because that would take some imagination on their part. Have a 60-something in with a bunch of 20-somethings. We all have things to learn from each other. So I think it could be very interesting and challenging and wonderful. And I hope that they do accept me. It's a program in England, actually. A year-long program for a master's in Shakespeare studies. Oh my God, it would be so much fun. I'm also going to apply to two other programs. One here in New Jersey, which would be an in-person program. And perhaps I'd get the chance to be a graduate assistant as well. So I'd get to work in the classroom. That would be so fun. And the other is a completely online program. So I'm going to let the fates decide as to where I will do that master's program, if at all. We'll see. It would be very cool. So while I await answers on that, back to the spring of 2003. If you recall, I had just spent one of the most gorgeous evenings of my life with my dear Simon. And then we had a performance weekend with the Strange Bedfellows where we did a show called Lovers and Madmen. And it was a collection of scenes about lovers and madmen. <laughs> and in it, I got to play some wonderful parts. And I did get to have a kissing scene on stage that was really fun and thrilling and risky in a way because, you know, here we are. I told you that the Strange Bedfellows were aptly named and that various people within the group were having affairs. And so here we were, you know, me and my scene partner kissing in public. It, it was very wild. And then we had a cast party after that performance. And my friends in my house were observing something that we had been trying to keep secret that Simon and I were involved with each other. Two people during that evening asked me, are you in love with him? And I was like, oh, no, 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 you know, and um, tried to pull away and 
talk with other people, but I kept getting drawn back to his side and he to me. So it was starting to ride that dangerous line of becoming very public one way or another. And then a few days after that, Simon's mom passed away. She had been on some kinds of machines to help her through a difficult health issue. And they decided to take her off the machines and she passed away quietly in her home. I remember going to visit him in her home, coming with my kids to show our support. Then it was followed by a very short funeral and I went with my kids to that as well. They wanted to support his son, whom they knew very well from our theater program. And after the funeral, I watched my son go up to Simon and hug him. And my heart ached just thinking about what a tiny wall there was of reality that kept them from having an actual relationship. I mean, they did have a relationship as acquaintances, but that hug made me imagine something entirely more committed and big. At every turn, it seemed as if the universe was offering me pictures of how this could work out. Us on stage, creating together, my kids welcoming him into their lives. But if these pictures were evident to Simon, they were not having the same effect. Or were they? Shortly after the funeral, Simon's wife invited me to have dinner with them at their house. That had never happened. And for a brief flash, I imagined that this was it and that we were going to talk it out. But he would have told me himself, surely. I went, very trepidatious. And it was lovely. We just had a nice dinner in their home and sat around their small kitchen table. And somehow I ended up sitting next to Simon, but I think it doesn't matter where I had sat. There would have been an electric charge between us. But sitting next to him, we could feel our knees and feet touching underneath the table, and it was torture, and it was joy. And again, here was a picture of how this could work out, perhaps. A picture of possibility. As I left, they walked me out to the car, and he hugged me and said, Goodbye, sweetie. And I heard her behind him echo, Sweetie? And somehow he answered, yes, as if he was answering me. It was very bizarre. I got in my car, and the next day I left for another workshop up at Shakespeare and Company, a workshop on dropping in, which was a fantastic method that Shakespeare and Company uses to teach actors their lines. I was always learning new things, always inspired by their work. There was even a wonderful <laughs> new snippet that I brought back to rehearsals because when they were checking in for the first day of this workshop, the teacher said, say four words that feel good in your mouth. Do we ever think of this? Do we ever think of what language feels like in our mouths as we speak? What would be four words that would come to your mind right now? Say them aloud, right now. <laughs> I remember bringing this back to my Strange Bedfellows group when I did an audition meeting for the next show. 
And this man, George, whom we had never met, had showed up to do an audition with us. And he was sitting on that circle, and when it came to him, he said, four words that feel good in my mouth. Well, one of them I have to say is cunnilingus. <laughs> and we all exploded in laughter. So it was an excellent icebreaker. I ended up casting him as the nurse in drag later. So it worked out really, really well. It's funny that I'm right here writing about this learning experience with Shakespeare and Company when I've had such a retro experience this past week. During this workshop with Shakespeare and Company, I slept in a dorm room with a bunch of 20-somethings. I hadn't done that since college. I have found myself as the oldest member of a learning community quite a few times now. I hope I'll get that chance again. Anyway, back in New York... When I returned, we were in the final weeks of rehearsing Twelfth Night with the kids. Savannah was playing Viola to her friend Breeze, Olivia. It was a beautiful partnership of two actors who had known each other since birth and brought such a full and rich history to the acting of this story that it took everyone's breath away. Dakota was Sir Toby Belch. It was his first substantial role, and after he had played such a hilarious watchman in Much Ado About Nothing, I had decided he was ready for it. He was having a ball and crafting a wonderful performance. I was glad that all of my own upheavals of the heart were not affecting their joy in this project. It's such a beautiful play that I have loved working on every time, but in those final weeks of this production, my heart wasn't in it. The costumes were not finished. There were kids who were still struggling with lines. I had yet to set the lights. But, nonetheless, we were scheduled to go on a cruise for the school break. And then we would return with just one week of rehearsals left before tech week. It was madness. The cruise had been chosen by Noah and Aiden. It was something they had wanted to do with their mom but never got to. So my mom decided... We should go ahead and do this if they want to do it. I would never have chosen this because it's something that I was never attracted to doing. And after doing this cruise in April of 2003, I can tell you that it was a one and done and I would never do it again. It was a cruise down the East Coast to Key West and then to Cozumel, I think. But my memories of the cruise are of endless cattle lines where we had to stand in line waiting to get on the boat and off the boat at every port of call. I remember the first time we landed and we were all excited to get off at Key West and we were sent back to get our IDs the first time when we got all the way to the front of the line. And then another time when we got to the front of the line, we were sent back to get something called our sign and sail cards, which we had no idea we needed because they didn't tell us the last time we had arrived at the front of the line. And I remember exploding in anger and frustration, telling them how inconvenient this was. And some cow online behind me said, so is terrorism, but this is for your own good. I couldn't believe it. It was just a manifestation of how the world had changed for the worse since 9-11. Anyway, we did get to go 
out to Key West eventually. We had a lovely time. We got to go snorkeling on a reef. We saw a nurse shark lying down at the bottom of the ocean. And Dakota was like, thrilled and poking me. And it was so exciting. Wonderful day of snorkeling. And then we had to endure the whole getting on and off again to go out to Cozumel. But there we got to go on a special trip that we signed up for where we were swimming with dolphins. And it was the one and only time I have ever done that. But it was thrilling. It was so glorious and exciting and special. And I have a picture of each of us kissing that dolphin. And I know it was a setup. I know that they're taught to do that. But somehow it felt like an electric connection. I loved that beautiful, beautiful mammal. At Cozumel, we walked up the hill as far as we could get away from the rest of the people that had descended from our ship. And we found this funny little restaurant where they were serving local food. And even though it was the middle of the day, we decided we were going to have drinks because we couldn't stand the company of all the people around us. So we were having pina coladas and margaritas, and the kids said, can we have some too? And we were like, sure. (laughs) We had nowhere to drive and whatever. We were going to let them each try a little bit of this local excitement. Yes, some bad parenting right there, but they were thrilled. In any case, we had one other crazy experience on the boat. We had no idea that there were all these rules that you had to follow in terms of eating either. There was an event called the dinner with the captain. And we were like, sure, whatever. The captain's going to show up in this giant restaurant where we used to eat. And we thought it was just a normal evening with the addition of the captain. So off we went to dinner. And they wouldn't let us in because the boys were dressed in shorts. Now, they were... 11-year-old boys, and Dakota was nine. It was absurd that they had to have formal wear to go to dinner. And they wouldn't let us eat otherwise. So we went back to the rooms, and we devised the most ridiculous set of long pants for these boys because we were like, we're not missing dinner. So we gave them each a pair of our own pants, and they had to roll them up to be able to even walk in them. It, It looked like a traveling clown show. It was the most ridiculous thing. And then another day, there was a talent show on board. And so we thought, well, this is something we could participate in. We are all actors after all. So down we went to audition for the talent show and we did Shakespeare monologues and they were like, okay, never seen that before, but sure, that sounds good. And when we did them in the in the show later in the evening, we got some tepid applause because everyone else was waiting to hear, you know, I've got a dream or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, so it was a very bizarre experience. And I could not get the song feeling hot, hot, hot out of my head for the longest, longest time. But I guess that was on the bucket list, too. Checked off and finished. Yep. So there's more to come on the spring of 2003. 
And I hope that we actually have a winter of 2023. Either way, I am glad to be sharing it all with you. Thank you for being here, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Please reach out with your thoughts and your comments. You can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or Facebook at Diana Green or on my website, bardofhudson.com, where you can listen to the podcast directly from there or leave comments. I would love to hear from you. And please check out my Patreon page for photos and videos and extra goodies that I don't share anywhere else. And wherever you're listening, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. It makes a huge difference and it helps other people to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.